0: I ate a steak. I had a steak earlier. A steak? I'm starting to have steaks in the hole. I make them the night before. Not steaks all the time. I don't know what to sound, you know. I always make two steaks. But, you know, I, you know, I, I got to eat. I don't eat before the show sometimes, and it makes me weird. I also have a pinched nerve. Is, uh, that, is had, that why
1: you're so weird sometimes?
0: I don't understand what that means. I had, a, <laughs> uh, I had some steak, but I still got a pinched nerve. It was a good steak. I had a uh, Costco uh, ribeye. It was good. It might be a strip. It was a very large, a very large strip. Or very uh, underfatted ribeye. You're it's saying you had this for lunch? Well, I gobbled it down. I didn't get your message about starting a little late, so I, I kind of ate it fast. Got some horseradish in my nose. <laughs> not not that kind. <laughs> is that a euphemism for something? It is now. <laughs> do you put horseradish on your meat? <laughs> Be honest. Don't make it weird. I do. I do. I put, I put the crap out of some horseradish on my meat. <laughs> do you? Yeah, it started off with the uh, rib roast, started off easy enough, but now I'll put on anything. I got a sauce for everything now. I'm very heavily sauced. I like the uh, Tapatio, Tapatio sauce. I like the uh, Sriracha. (laughs) You like Sriracha? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. You don't roll with the rooster? It's that, uh, that, that red garlicky, uh, you know, the red sauce you get at a Thai restaurant. Mm. Is is that racist? No. It it looks good. (laughs) I mean, I mean, in a good way. Very clean. And and that's good, but uh, yeah, I have horseradish on my meat pretty much every time. I got a bottle here at the office. I have one in my home. Do you and, have a fridge uh, in your in
1: your office or something?
0: I do. Same one as my shrink. It's a Costco. Apparently, everything I buy is from Costco or Walgreens or Safeway. I've got a uh, like a dorm fridge, like a nice dorm fridge. It's got a whole dorm in it. <laughs> Turn it down. <laughs> that's that's twice. <laughs> I have to call the RA. I was an RA. Did you know that? Oh, were you really? You? Yeah, but at our school, that means you give out condoms and just let, <laughs> let things slide. It says that. It's on the form. This was, this was
1: only a few months ago, though, right?
0: hmm <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Aren't you 45? Right. Yeah? Did you need toilet paper? Light bulb. <laughs> I'm going to let it slide. Have a rubber. Let it slide? Give gave us rubbers. They gave us big bowls of them to give away. You know? This is in the 80s. It was different times. That was very control. controversial back then. Very yeah, controversial. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um Now if they don't give them out, it's controversial.
0: No, you, you got you got you gotta give out four or five. That's a federal
1: thing. I, can't, yeah. I gotta close this window these pictures.
0: <laughs> I keep looking over at it and I know. Wait, we're gonna
1: talk about the pictures. <laughs> Is it can we talk about the
0: pictures when we do the thing?
1: Yeah, but I just I kept looking over and I keep seeing that one. Which one?
0: The shadow <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is how I spend my mornings. This will make sense in a minute, mostly. Oh man, mm. uh, good week, big week. Uh, this has been a this has been a pretty big week for me. I, I've, it's been a rebuilding week for me, starting from the ground up. Isn't that a sports term? Pulling yourself mean, pulling yourself up by
1: your bootstraps.
0: Mm, I need I gotta remember to get bootstraps. When they say it's rebuilding season, that usually just means they suck that year, right? <laughs> <laughs> No. I'm Yes, so that's say, what that means. rebuilding season it means we we don't win because we're not good. Isn't that what that means? <laughs> it's more or less
1: that that means. We we're we're well. We got a lot of young talent out here.
0: We're a, vessel, a very special team this year. Very special. <laughs> not that kind of special teams. <laughs> Maybe I'm not sleeping enough. <laughs> you I said I'm before the show that
1: you're sleep. You're sleeping great.
0: I got I got a pinched nerve. I'm pretty sure. In what? Pinched, In what? Um. What it's party? To, well, it's basically. Let me think. The left side of my body inclusive no <laughs> I, I got this a few years ago when I was still rolling with those uh, those douchey uh, not douchey, but you know with the things the kids wear, the messenger bags, right, which is kind of like the opposite of a cast it's like a way of deliberately like mincing your body it's a, it's a way of slowly misaligning your entire body, and when you turn to a certain age, you know y- 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 I had to stop wearing it because I would walk around downtown with uh, at that point a 17 inch Mac, what would what we call them? MacBook Pro, I guess. Yeah. Remember the original ones? They, they weighed like 108 pounds. And they look like a pizza pan. <laughs> That's, this is great. It'll be like having my regular computer with me. <laughs> huh. I'm going to need all of you to move so I can open it. <laughs> you sure you're not thinking of the Compaq? <laughs> Compaq. <laughs> Remember the, was it the Vio or the Vio? Remember that? <laughs> it's the world's lightest computer. As long as you don't need to do anything. You're going to need the auxiliary keyboard, an auxiliary keyboard attachment dock, and the auxiliary keyboard attachment dock adapter. If you want to do anything, remember that? Those things were really tiny. They're really tiny. Just is the opposite <laughs> of that. I'd have it in a bag around my neck. I'd walk around downtown, maybe have some library books, my Dungeon Master's Guide, You know, maybe like a, like a, like a, like a pound and a half of flour, walk around, and it was, it was literally like tearing me apart. And then I'd wake up in the middle of the night with a stabbing pain in my back, so I stopped doing that. And for a while, like last year, I was walking around a lot with a backpack. Same problem. Mm. And now, is this what people tune in for? Probably. Okay. Because a lot of you, you guys, you guys are sitting around with your, uh, with your pearl and your, uh, mm-hmm. and your emo, thinking this isn't going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue. Don't worry. Don't worry, Johnny Timbuktu. You're going to feel it pretty soon. Literally stabbing pain. And so now, can I tell you, I think I figured it out. I've got it tracked down. Because i I notice when I sit for a long time at work, I get it. <laughs> this is not the person I ever wanted to be.
1: I get well, it hurts when I sit down, and then when i'm when I'm walking down the stairs, there's a crunching sound. Why do they make hard candies so hard
0: <laughs> and clothes. <laughs> do you remember when cars smelled better? <laughs> Doesn't anybody use combs? <laughs> When's the last time I saw a good shoehorn? Walgreens has a really long <laughs> shoehorn now. They don't have clips. You
1: don't have, they have to, to have bend long, anymore.
0: Long shoehorns. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes bending? Has this ever happened to you? So here's the thing. I've tracked it down, Dan. I go, I walk around, I do my thing. I'm in literally excruciating pain all the time. I I got a thing in my neck. It feels like I said to my daughter this morning. It's like I got a baby raccoon in my back, and with uh, with like maybe with maybe like a paring knife, like not a big knife, but. And then I come, in, I come into here in my private office. I sit down to do the program with you. I sit down to make this disturbing photo gallery before our show. <laughs> I sit down, and now I, I have literal pain shooting up my literal back. I think it's my chair. I think I've got uh, what is it called parastasis, paracelsus I think I got, the, I got the ass thing. When you sit down, you get a nerve. You ever, you ever heard of this? I haven't heard of that term. Athletes get it. It's this thing you can have where you get like a thing, and then you pinch a nerve, and then you get that hand thing where you, your hand's all nummy.
1: I got one word for you. What?
0: Acupuncture,
1: mm. fix it. Fix this, and and uh, it's the one thing that acupuncture is that real, does. That is that really a thing? Western science actually agrees with.
0: Yes, I think it's like radio ventriloquism. Really, like, isn't. unless you really think about it, it's it really isn't. Flippant. Okay, John Roderick said uh, he he had a very very uh a very very strange and like all encompassing very non John Roderick experience of like time like disappearing. He thought it was like a second, and it was really like an hour. Have you have you had anything like that, like out of body things or anything? Just when the aliens uh, take me. Is that right? <laughs> no,
1: I've never had anything. Never had anything like that. Pig faces. Never had anything. <laughs> the pig faced. Never had anything like that.
0: Not at all. Okay. Never,
1: never in my whole life.
0: I'm no trying to missing avoid time. this because of all the annoying five by five topics that I don't want to get too far into. One of them would have to be the incredibly absorbing topic of sitting and standing, and sitting or standing. But I, it, I probably need a new chair. I, this thing's disgusting. This this thing looks like it, it's been used like in in Vietnam or something. Kind of like your keyboard. <laughs> Or not yeah. that bad. I fixed the keyboard. What do you mean you Ble- fixed it? You got the P working? I blew my P. I blew my pee. I, I, uh, I routed it out. I banged it until until like basically a second me came out. If you can imagine a me made out of like fingernails and, and dander, oh, God. Like, a, like a like uh, like an absorbed twin or something. You ever you ever take your kid to the playground or a sandbox or whatever? You take them home. You empty their shoes out, and then you get like you get like two tablespoons of sand on the floor. <laughs> it's like that, but with like hair and fingernails. Oh, God. So I still got all the stuff on the keys. I got some alcohol, some ninety-one percent alcohol or whatever. I just haven't gotten to that yet. I've been busy with these photos. I read an
1: article shortly after last week's show that said that some keyboards you can put in, like through the dishwasher.
0: I yeah, there's a post about that on forty three folders. You can you can put them in the dishwasher. You got to get them good and dry. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I've had too much change in my input lately. I, I'm trying this trackpad. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm eventually gonna love it but I'm doing the trackpad wrong and I can't, have, I can't have a new keyboard and a new touch device, if you know what I mean. So do you use a trackpad?
1: No, I have the, you know, the Apple one, but I, I, I don't find that I use it much.
0: I see myself loving it once I get it. I just can't figure out there's one important part that I'm not getting right, which is where to click. Every time I try to click, nothing happens. I think you have to hit right in the middle. Or no, something. you click, click anywhere on it. That's not accurate. Sure. I think I've got too many gestures on my device. My touch device needs fewer gestures, if you know what I mean. At oh, least I hear when, I was, you. when I was 14, that was the case. Mm-hmm. Man, I had a lot of gestures. Some of them can uh, slide up to. Um, and so, I don't know. I think I need a different chair. I think I've worn it to a nub. And now I'm probably sitting right on, right on a nerve, right in my peristalsis. Is that what it's called, paracelsis. There's a nerve you can get in your butt, and then you stretch it out. I don't know if that's from the backpack or the raccoons, but it's something I need to address. Actually, I feel better now. Talking to knees really helped. I'll mean, a horse horseradish. I just put some horseradish on my raccoon. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's been a good week. It's been a terrific week. We uh what have we been doing? Not too much. You know. Uh field trips. Uh, I played some baseball yesterday. It's been good. It's been good. Did you go to Free Comic Book Day? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. This is the to...
1: boys' first time and at, at one. How'd it go? It was great. We went to Austin Books and Comics. There was a long line there were people dressed up they had big tents set up and uh instead of going like into the store they had these big tents so you would go up to the tent wow and uh you would pick they had you know like two lines going in the tent so what was on the right was the same as what was on the left so you could go in either line you wouldn't get oh that's screwed efficient over.
0: Huh. you'd
1: go in through the tent you'd pick up your books you'd go to the end of the thing they put them in a bag so you go inside so yeah we're we'll going inside all right and they would write your name on the bag hold
0: the bag for you come back out get it go it was a lot of fun. That's that's That sounds fun and very efficient. I very like efficient.
1: We did go inside and uh, we they have the little, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Vend- it's not a vending machine, but it's like the old-fashioned machines where you put quarters in it, you turn the knob, and then a little, a little. Uh, you know, it's like, I guess like a gumball machine with toys in it. What do you call those? I would call that a vending machine. They've got them, hmm. but they're a buck, but you get like a little action I mean, figure out of it. So he got an a Captain America action figure out. Very what cool. What a racket. What a
0: racket. My daughter's totally hypnotized by those dorky gumball machines where it spins around the bottom and comes out. And I have like I have like eleven problems with that. What? <clears throat> you ever seen these? Okay, so it looks like a big It's a gumball machine, right? You got a big globular uh thing full of crappy gum at the top, which of course is hollow, right? Like an Easter bunny. And then and so you put in your whatever your eleven dollars, <laughs> and this thing goes, well, I gotta walk, a, walk, a, walk a down this long, like Ramp, circular ramp, and it comes out the bottom. yeah, Yeah, I, you know, as a man who uses this keyboard, I should not get into issues of hygiene. I got so many problems with that. Dan, they're sitting really, they're sitting around for months inside of a big plastic globe, and then it rolls down this thing and lands near the ground. But
1: it's all sealed up in there.
0: Are you sure? Wait, it lands near the ground. Well, you, of course. I mean, it's gravity. You got to go somewhere downstairs, what do you mean? right? It comes out of
1: the, out of the machine on the got ground? Got the
0: little, uh, the, flicky, the flicky metal thing You need to, to, to have the door. Right? Oh, yeah.
1: You got to touch it. Yeah, I don't like touching any of that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, who knows what the hell's going on down there? Kids you've put their mouths in, in there. You've worked in our Publix, publics anyway. I mean, you've, you've avoided Win Dixie, but you know what happens at night in a grocery store.
1: I used to look at the the fishing lures in Win Dixie
0: a lot when I was a kid. Really? Was it, so you were serious when you said fishing lures? They got fishing lures. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: You gotta make choices in life. You can either have fresh produce or uh, or lures, and I think we all make our decisions. <laughs> the beef people. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. The, beef, the beef people. Beef people. <clears throat> we have a rule. I think I've shared this rule with you before. No
1: new franchises.
0: No. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> we may have more rules than I thought. You know what? I'm gonna write these down. These are good rules. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a big rule. The big rule is is a, You know, it depends on where we are. But like right now. We've been taking on some franchises, mainly it's with media. We, mm. are, we are still in a no-fly zone for new franchises, with the exception of The Avengers, which is not bad. It's not great, but it's okay, like watching The Avengers cartoon, because we're big into The Avengers, independent of that uh, movie deal. But okay, so, so rule number one, no new franchise. That's not really a rule. That's more like a binding guideline. But uh, the, the big rule, okay, you ready for this? I know you've heard this, but our, our listeners who love parenting things will, mm-hmm. will appreciate this. We don't buy candy to get toys, and we don't buy toys to get candy. If we want a toy, we're going to buy a nice toy. If we want to buy candy, we're going to buy nice candy, but we're not going to be suckers and, 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 and get some kind of junky thing just because it's got a picture of Sheriff Woody on it. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. This seems like the kind of thing you would, you would implement.
1: No, I don't care about anything.
0: You have a dracon- very draconian system in place. You're not in not, not a bad way, but you seem like you have, a, you have a lot of very firm principles that you employ at your home. Give me an example. Uh, you cry about TV, I take away Hot Wheels.
1: That's a long, long over. He's stopped crying uh-huh. about TVs very quickly and uh, haven't had to take away anything in months and months and months. You
0: count that as a victory. Moving on, right? You're done. You don't need that anymore. You've, uh, you're leaving the boat behind. The raft, yes. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah. Even uh, look, the path get, itself is a fabrication, Merlin. Wow. You just blew my mind. I know. I had to do something, uh, two things I don't like to so do. So that I, was one example. What else you got? I'll get more. Okay. Give me a second. Go ahead. The, the, well, the, the second thing I don't like to do is make threats. I really don't like to make threats. But the first thing I don't like to do is emulate you. So I made, <laughs> I made a threat to right. my daughter. I made a meta threat to my daughter yesterday. <laughs> Threatening your kid. Almost as bad as emulating. Well, what do you hear? I don't know where she gets this stuff from, <laughs> but anytime she wants to pull out a funny joke and she's not sure where to take it and turn it, she makes it about poop by using the word poop. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's making a lot of jokes that aren't even about poop. She's just kind of inserting it. And so we've had, well, I'm dealing with that now because, you know, I'm trying to dial that down. A lot do of the jokes like, my kid makes aren't even that funny. No, mine neither. I don't know where she comes up. She's finally getting the penguin joke a little bit better. You, you want to hear how she tells the penguin joke now? Ready? Yeah. Uh, tip, tip penguin, tip penguin send, send on an iceberg. First one says, who are you wearing tuxia? And one says, who says I'm not? <laughs> and now we do it together. So I'm probably, I'm, you know what? i got to write this down. I'm probably aiding and abetting in her poop problem. But I, I told her, I, I told her what you do. I told her how, how you threaten your child, and I threatened her with that threat. I said, look, Oh, like you're going to start doing that. Well, I said, this is the, this is the, hopefully the most sick and passive aggressive thing I've ever done with my daughter, who's my favorite person in the universe. I said, I'm like, well, you know what? We got a week. I'm going to give you a week. If we don't start dialing down the poop talk, you know what? We're going to have to, I'm going you know to, my friend Dan does, he takes his child's toys and gives them to the charity. So all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm like 40s dad. I don't think I'll really do that, but you should make a threat. It's like, it's like uh, pulling out a gun, right? You should be prepared to use it. I should get a gun. Mm hmm. Anyway, draconian. You talk about death. You make, you make him consider the life of his bacon. Uh, Not only when he asks. Hmm. Apart from that, you just don't bring it up. You don't make like an oinking sound while you're making breakfast.
1: Well, sometimes if you, if you have to microwave a hot dog, mm. it makes that little high-pitched squealing sound. And Piece he's like, it? Dad, what's that sound? I said, those are the hot dogs. <laughs> and he says, what are they doing? I said, they're <laughs> crying and dying. And every every time I make hot dogs, whether he hears it or not, his dad they're crying and dying in there. So that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are the hot dogs. It's great, that's great. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's how I make lunch. microwave some hot dogs. That's how. I my- about
0: we make a fun for dad? What do you think of that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've always said that if you want to really learn how to entertain a child, you got to know two things. You have to know what delights them and what horrifies them. <laughs> Usually it's almost the same thing. It can be the <laughs> size of a coin, right? A, a little bit of tickling is funny, but like tickling until they shriek in pain, mm-hmm. they don't want that more than once. If you threaten that, to tickle them with a Hot Wheels, then take it away and donate the child to charity. You know what that changes? Cognition, right? <laughs> That's, yeah. That's the thing, That's right? You is. think think once, shame on me. Think twice. Shame on you. So that's something I should do. I should get her into Hot Wheels and then take them away. That's the hot dogs. I'm, is that what it? That's the hot dogs. That's pretty good. You know, cross, cry, and, crying
1: and dying is the thing. Crying and, and, and
0: dying. dying. Used to be a pretty good band called Driving and Crying. That's the hot dogs. Now Josh isn't here this week, so we're on our own for all of this. Why isn't he here? What do you mean? Yeah, I didn't get that. Um, it seems like everybody has to work now. I think Josh has work to do. You know, Syracuse Did he, he tell his, you that,
1: or do, is this a hunch?
0: Josh, Josh sent me John, he, an electron, he sent me, uh, electronic message about it. He does that. He's, he's very, hmm. we're trying to schedule a man call, and he wanted to let me know that he wouldn't be doing notes this week. We're going to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a good week. Um, did you... Uh, what time is it? When did we start? My gosh, it just seemed... Uh,
1: 18 minutes, 44 seconds ago.
0: Oh, I, I get really thrown off. You don't like it when I have topics. Do you have anything you want? I don't dislike
1: it when you have topics. It just, sometimes you overprepare.
0: Oh, man. Wow, wow, wow. How do you, did you, did you take classes? Do you like to have an associate's degree in passive aggression? Like, how do you do that? How do you do that? What? Exactly. All right. You're doing it. You're, you're the one who's doing it. I'm not the one doing it. I'm just doing anything. Stabbing pain. Acupuncture, (sighs) I'm telling you. Be the best. I I mean, do you, can just, you do it yourself? Yes. Should you do it yourself? I would say no. Okay, my, my bad. May I do it myself? Yes, you may. Okay. Now, what about chiropractic? Have you done chiropractic? Yes, I have. Is that a racket? It seems like a racket. Uh, now I know a lot of chiropractors listen. And I understand. Here's what I'll say. Okay. I think there are a lot of bad
1: chiropractors out there. Um, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. The most results I ever, have ever seen related to issues with a back problem or pinched nerves or anything, which I have, have all that, had all that. Uh, I've seen amazing, amazing results going to acupuncture. Things that... For, that
0: for, for yourself. You've seen this personally in your life.
1: Sure. Hmm. Hmm. That's pretty good. So I would, I'm going to suggest to you make an appointment. Well, now, well, this well, is different from the kind of place you usually go. They don't do whatever happening, whatever oh, it is. Oh,
0: it's different than going to different a Different from that, yeah. Okay, so you don't go to an acupuncture spa. Not the same thing. Because I wouldn't want that needles down there. Is that part of the treatment? Do they give you needles downstairs? Uh, do, they, do they know where to stop? Can you, wear, can you wear like a caftan or can you like use a marker and tell them where you don't want needles? Um, you know what? You know what? I'm not the professional here. I'm, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to go in cold. Now, do I ask for a certain thing? Am I allowed to tell them or do they have to guess? No,
1: they look at your tongue. They look at your eyes. Well,
0: I, I don't think I'd like that at all. No, no like I, you don't. So and it's very
1: awkward at first. They say stick you out it your for tongue. for a long
0: time or is it like super quick?
1: Well, they look at your tongue for about a second at a time, but then they'll say again, again, Ugh. and then they look at, depending on how screwed up you are. If they they have to it, look at it more. It? No, if they have to okay. look at it more than once or twice, you're really screwed up. And then they so, take okay. your pulse in both arms usually, and then they take your blood pressure, and mm-hmm. they ask you what's going on, and you tell them, and they're like, okay, and then they tell you usually depending on what it is, they'll uh, you know they'll have you lay down and put some needles in you.
0: Why do you think it works? Is that a, you don't want to talk about an Ernest, Ernest Hemingway thing? Can you, can you tell me why you think it works?
1: Uh, you know they have they have very interesting philosophies, and it doesn't really connect in a direct way with everything that we know about Western medicine. So, like, if I told you that like you have too much liver chi, you know that's you're going to be like, it sounds like something good. Why
0: well, don't I want that? But you don't want that, I got that, you don't Whole want that. recently. Okay? you ever had the <laughs> exactly. uh, organic uh, liver cheese? <laughs>
1: That means you got too much energy. Gee, not, gee. In your body. but who you know. This is the kind of thing. Oh, there's not enough. You know, wind in your. Uh...
0: Yeah, you shouldn't drink cold
1: stuff with dinner. Yeah, sometimes right? they say stuff like that. Okay. So anyway, but they. The thing is, I. This is the way you want to do it. If you want to go to acupuncture, ignore all of that. Don't pay any. T- if they ask you a question, answer honestly with what's going on with you. Forget everything else that they say, and just let them do their thing with the needles. And then if they give you some pills to take, just take them and uh, and you'll feel better if you try to understand it and then you'll you'll start to become really suspect i mean like do you remember that scene in gremlins where the dad goes to get the gremlin like the very first scene yes that is where the first place that i went to get acupuncture it looked just like that and i thought okay, I
0: might, might be working a little bit ping pong here so i'm nuts just the yellow, yellow yellow card right going
1: here. in here okay but it helped it helped so much some of the Keep best, some context. of the best results.
0: Okay.
1: Some of the best results I've ever uh, had from going to any kind of doctor was going to a, a, a Chinese MD who she was practicing in, in the states where she had her MD, and over over there in China, they uh, acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine is is just as respected as a, what you would think of as a Western medical degree and you can become an MD in traditional Chinese medicine and practice acupuncture over there. And you can, if you went to the hospital there, half the doctors are what we think of as Western and the other half are traditional, Hmm. Uh, very different opinion of it over there.
0: And we don't, they don't personally jail dissidents. That's like a different group, right? I don't have any notes on that. Okay. So for my first trip, I have a card here called my first trip to the acupuncturist. Is this a children's book? Yes. Yes. It's uh, by the same guy who did uh, make room for ducklings. (laughs) And and why am I drinking all this lemon juice and salt? Um, Okay, so I have to forget everything. I don't ask any questions. I do what they say, and then take any pills. I guarantee. Listen to me. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you today.
1: I'm writing. Can you hear this? No. I guarantee you today that if you go to this acupuncturist for your back, okay, that you will walk out of there with uh, some noticeable improvements. Guarantee. I promise.
0: I'll do it. I'll do it. Try it out. Can I, ask you, can I ask you about some other alternative? Just I have a couple notes here on, on, on some other alternative. Um, Go ahead, that's, call. Can I just ask? Okay, thank you. I'm uh, uh, sorry. Uh, first-time therapist. Uh, Santeria. Have you ever done anything with Santeria? Do you know what that is? There is a movie... Uh, Don't call it voodoo. Don't call it voodoo. No. There is a
1: movie uh, that had uh, some people in it
0: mm-hmm.
1: called... Uh, I believe it was called The Believers. Hmm. Believers, okay. You remember this movie? 1987.
0: I think I'm thinking of the one where the guy's buried alive. Or it's like a zombie movie. Remember that zombie this movie? This is
1: kind of a zombie movie. This had Martin Sheen in it, which oh, okay. is kind of a zombie thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Smith was in it. And this is the one where Jimmy Smith has the snakes, culebras. Hmm. You remember this? Hmm. Pretty good film. Check it. Okay. Check have it. We
0: have, have you done anything? Uh, Santa Rita, I think, involves chickens. So I know you don't eat a lot Spiders of chickens. Spiders come out
1: of someone's face in this movie.
0: Oh, okay. Now, now, is that something where they give you pills after that, or how would that work? She freaks out. Okay. I would, too. That's that's no good at all. Okay. All right. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to save these for later. We've got a lot of things to talk nah, about. Let's do it. By, let's do by a by show. Why mean? don't we do
1: a show? You ready to get started? Yeah, I guess I'm ready if it's you about, are. It's like I... about the 20-minute mark is when it starts, usually. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, can I tell you something about something I like? I would love to hear this. Have you heard about this, uh, this thing called uh, Squarespace? Have you heard about this? Squarespace? Mm-hmm. Squarespace. Squarespace. Yes. hmm Have you heard about it? I have heard a little bit about it. It's a, it's a place that you can go. It's a service. It's a service. It's not if it's SaaS, technically, but it's very sassy. And you can, you can go in and uh, you can make your own website. Uh, you have a, a blog, a portfolio, anything you want. It's all hosted there. It's got, it's got literal vertical integration. Like, like, seriously, there's no horizontality at all. I think that might be an add-on package. But you go, you go to squarespace.com slash back to work and you can sign up and get a site. They got a new thing right now that is really exciting. As we mentioned last week, Dan and I have recently done this. When you sign up now and you, get a, you sign up for a year or two years, you get a really cool free thing, which is a free domain name. Now, what's neat about this is Dan and I, as I mentioned last week, when you go in and you register for this new site and you, you cough up the dough for it, you enter in a TLD, right? You pop in your domain name. If it's available, boom. It's associated with your site. I went from zero to full site in uh, five minutes, and I think you did it in like four minutes, right? Something like that. Yeah, but it's insane. What'd you get? Did you get, get Gruber? I did. Have you been developing content for that? No, it's a, just a static uh, homage. Hmm. Oh. Uh, you know, I haven't even been there. I should go check it out. Is it yeah. uh, triple dub? No, triple dub.
1: No, I would leave that off. I don't know. a boy.
0: Huh. GetGruber.com. Oh, look at that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh. That's handsome. Just
1: links to his, you know, some of the great stuff he's done. Yeah,
0: look at that. Yeah, no, I anyway, should have done great. get. To
1: be honest, I should have done get
0: Sandy. <laughs> think mm-hmm. of, well, I think will have to do another. One. He's gonna, he's gonna be, an, yeah. More, more about Sandy in a minute. Anyway, uh, this is a great news service. You got getriver dot com. Uh, what did got, you get? What did I get? Yeah. Are you asking me? Yeah. I got foundmyplace.net and it's part of a project we're doing with Squarespace where uh, for four weeks uh, each week I'm going to write a new song about how much I love Squarespace have you, uh, have you heard the new one?
1: I did listen to the new one the st- you're talking about Staying Up
0: Staying Up you think our listeners would enjoy hearing that? I think they would love it alright boom <laughs>
1: How do, you, how do you how do you do something like that how do you do something like that i mean how, did, how do you put that together
0: It's amazing uh, you know seriously uh, you listen to a lot of new order that's
1: so good my wife is gonna dig this one does she like the new order back in the day well i think back in the day she was a huge fan i want to know they
0: what were, you're thinking. they were so 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 um one of my favorite bands and i mean obviously i <laughs> you either you're listening to that and wondering why, why I sound so fake or you're going like wow that really sounds a lot like four new order songs which is kind of the idea right but and no it was fun you know this is the neat part about that we should come back to this in a minute but like that's what I love I do all of it on the iPad except for vocals and guitar which, how, did, you know, how do you do like, that? It's really easy on the iPad. We should talk about that. Let's okay. do that. Right. Let's diary that. But anyway, uh, so foundmyplace.net. dot It's a it's a it's a neat little project. <laughs> and like I say, it's uh, it's silly songs. Uh, you know that that I write and stuff each week. And um, it's really cool then to do that. But this, you know, uh, the, the the notion is that at least I feel like there's a lot of commonality between Back to Work and Squarespace in the sense of trying to make it easier for creative people to do the stuff that I, I wrote this right. Well, I didn't write this. I'm just saying this. They didn't give this to me or anything. Basically, you know, Ryan. Ryan's. Ryan's pretty busy, so we just make all this up mostly. Um, he, did, he, goes, he did
1: send an email shortly after we began the program today uh, that uh, he loved it. That was what he said. He loved it.
0: I don't think he listened to it. I don't think his, I don't think his mom and dad let him uh, use the stereo. <laughs> That's expensive. That's expensive, Ryan. Don't, you're smudging it. Uh, So, uh, but no, uh, you know, what's what's it about? I mean, in addition to shucking and jiving, talking about my my literal pain in my back and the raccoons and things like the sorts of things Dan and I like to put on meat, we like to talk about removing barriers to doing stuff that you really like. And uh, I think that's a uh, compatible message here. So we'd like you to go to Squarespace.com slash back to work and check it out. Uh, Like we say, you can sign up. And uh, I think this is an enduring thing now where when you sign up, you can get the domain. I think that's like a standard bit now uh you get the 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 free domain name comes when you buy one or two years at a time and the nice part is if you buy one or two years at a time you get a discount you buy a year you get 20% off Buy two years you get 25% off and on top of all of that for the month of five from now until the end of the month of five are you aware of this dan that there's an offer code for the month of five promo code you mean Mm, when you go and you uh and you uh you know Pay money to get this because you pay money for stuff that works. Sometimes, yeah, not all the time, but sometimes. Sometimes you pay money, it doesn't work. Sometimes you don't pay money, it works. You know, hakuna matata. But in this case, you go in, you're going to enter in this offer code, go ahead, caller. (laughs) There's no spaces in that, just go ahead, caller. And you'll get an extra 10% on top of that. I uh, didn't really study arithmetic. So I I think that's probably a good deal. But uh, we really would encourage you to check it out. It's so fun to use. I did this last night. Um, obviously at the last minute finishing it up. It's just so fun to use. I um, I really like it. And I see more and more people using it. I see more and more people saying, quote, gosh, I never thought Merlin would quit talking about it. Uh, so I went and did it and now I really like it. So you know what? You should be one of those people. Or you know, or, or not, but at least check it out. Uh, Squarespace.com slash back to work. Uh, your offer code this month. Go ahead, call her. And you can go get uh, your own personal copy of the song Staying Up. We will see if I uh, get a cease and desist from the members <laughs> of the new order. Uh, and so anyway, you go to foundmyplace.net to check that out. But uh, we thank Squarespace very much for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Here's the thing. I had uh, a four-track. I've, I've owned two four-tracks. Let me get this right. Okay. So in college... We some friend, a friend of mine actually put a proposal together for like the student affairs monies. You know, each year there's a certain amount of money, and it was a really big deal because he wanted something like I don't know, eleven hundred, two thousand dollars for a four track that everybody would have access to. And uh, it's and it, you know you go and check it out or whatever. And it was it was such a revelation. Like, let me just stipulate. As I do every week, that I'm not like a great musician or a great singer or anything, but it's I love doing this stuff. It was so amazing back then to use that. I recorded a bunch of songs. When I got a job, I went and I, if I me- remember, it was a TAC or a Tascam that I made payments on. Mm. I made payments on this, because well, it was cheap, but also whatever to get this little like cassette four track. You know what I mean? The kind you would get in the early '90s. Um, you know, it was it was it was under a thousand bucks, but I mean, it wasn't cheap. It just blows my mind that you sit there with an iPad. It's got all this stuff built into it. I know, again, I'm 45. I have back pain, but uh, I sat. I sat there, and you can look at the GarageBand track for it. If you go, on, I think I put that up, yeah. And you can see when you look at that, um, the bass on there is all plucked out by hand on the iPad with notes. Uh, ditto for the sub synth bass. Roots Rock is just a, a loop from. IP- the iPad. No, you know what I mean? Like, do you, Have you played with iPad uh, GarageBand much? Yes, I have. Little patterns and you can mix it up. And you know what a lot of people don't know when you're playing patterns on anything that has patterns is you know you can hit with one, two or three fingers to get like different patterns. Mm. You can mix it up inside the pattern. Good. So I try to do that to add a little variability. So basically three of these tracks, two guitars and the vocals were done on a Mac and then I found that <laughs> annoying orchestra stab sound. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Because it's not really an 80s dance song, unless it goes nothing, nothing
1: is so 80s as that little (laughs) stab sound. Oh my gosh, the
0: Wikipedia article for Orchestra Stab describes it as the quote unquote Wilhelm scream of popular (laughs) music. That's amazing. You always live your life. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I think it was? I don't know if it was the fair, it wasn't the fair light, it was the. What was the one... It wasn't, it wasn't expensive as expensive as a Fairlight. The, I think it was the, the Emu or whatever, the emulator. Like, one of the first samplers had that as, like, you hit a C, and it goes... <laughs> and it pretty, <laughs> everybody was putting that on everything. Especially Trevor Horn. My gosh, I like guess... I wonder if he was paying by the stab. Anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know. Here, here, Here's the slightly back-to-worky angle of this. He's like, I'll go and I'll sit somewhere with my iPad and, and, you know, jerk around with this. And even if it's just a rough draft, it's just... You know, obviously, this is not like the kind of professional stuff people would maybe want to go put out or something, but there's a surprising amount of flexibility, variability, and just great mature sketching that you can do in it. And I I just find it really engrossing to do. What I really need, though, is I need better drums. I I really need good drums. But anyway, it's fun to do. I think people would be really surprised if they spent some time with it. I think of of all the iOS, Apple apps... I mean, obviously, this one, to me, is the most creative. And it's really, you know... Of course, I'm a big fan of OmniFocus for iPad for, you know, my own reasons. I think it's just beautifully done. Um, but, I mean, this is a showcase. What you can do with, with GarageBand on iOS just, like, blows me away. And I'll, I'll go for as long as I can just keeping it on iOS until I have to, like, put it on the Mac. So, anyway, enough about that. Yeah, it's a funny thing, though. I'm not going to get into the tools thing. I know we don't like talking about that, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. push the limb. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to, you know what? I'm going to bring this up with my new acupuncturist. No. yeah try actually, to find try to find
1: an md a chinese md i mean i'm sure that there are plenty of see, that
0: sounds ping pong damn I, I
1: know be, it does but listen it, they don't have to be chinese but i'm saying like find one who is it, because this is this is taken very very seriously over there i and understand that i mean here like, you can go to like a correspondence class and get you know some kind of acupuncture certification and and then you you can put out an ad that says I can cure back pain and help you quit smoking and lose weight. And then that becomes your practice. I'm not saying those people aren't doing a nice service, yeah. uh, but I, I'm saying that th- there's a difference between, you know, taking a night class for, for a short period of time and, and somebody who's spent the last 20 years with a medical degree practicing in, in a, you know,
0: I, I, I understand. I understand. Completely. I'm going to take a photograph if I think of it today before the show. Is your back, like, are you hunched?
1: No, you have like, a, I, like is your necks frozen in a position or something? No, Can you turn I keep, your head?
0: I, I look like I look like I'm having a lot of anxiety right now because I keep doing that thing where I'll like make my make myself kind of concave and go Ugh, like that, <laughs> and then I'll make my neck go to the side like this because I think stretching it'll help. But Can I your think, wife give your back like a back
1: massage or something?
0: Maybe in the first couple of years, but I think I'd be really pushing it right now. I barely even do the dishes. Yeah, I know it. I try. I try really hard. We have, we have a All you have to do position. is consistently- Do you have
1: a dishwasher or is it all by hand there? What do you think? Dishwasher. Oh. No. Well, because you live in San Francisco.
0: We live in like a mud hut. Okay. Well, if you, know you have- saying, for a Our tip, neighbors, our neighbor, we just found our neighbors have raccoons in the attic. Like this is, this is the kind of cosmopolitan environment we're <laughs> living
1: in. Well, if you're lucky enough to one day have a dishwasher or if, if there are no. guys listening, all you have to do is offer to put the dishes into the dishwasher- <laughs> and do it, do it in such a way so that you get like maybe two, three plates of, a, you know, a fork, a spoon, and then one or two glasses up top, lay on their sides and then run it like that and leave and say, honey, I did, I did the dishes, let her find it, let her open the dishes and the outrage that she'll experience from uh, how badly a job you did of the dishes, especially if you act really like you tried really hard to do it. And you're really thinking she puppy dog say eyes. She can't see through that. Not if you do it consistently enough. Okay, not if really, it takes years. Easy, it oh, it takes a, years.
0: Yeah, it, it becomes a lassitude practice. Yeah, you
1: can't do this once. You've got to say, "Oh, okay, honey, show me how to do it." Well, I'll do it this time. You watch how I do it, okay? And you watch it. You yeah. Oh no, I can do it like this. I can do it like this. And then okay. the next time that it's your turn to do it, totally screw it up again in a different way. Okay. And do that. It only takes a couple of years. After two or three years, she'll never want you to do it again. Right. And you want I mean, can that keep offering. Like, the trick is to like keep a lot offering. More,
0: it seems like a lot more work than it's
1: just not. help. No, it's, but it's not. not. It's because not. Because
0: you know why? It's a, uh, you're going to stay, gonna cost, stay right? married
1: forever. This is planning yes. for your future, for your retirement.
0: It's an upfront cost. If
1: That's she eventually good. believes that there's no way you can ever do this, mm-hmm. then you really don't have to do it anymore. But the, the, the response is you have to do something to make up for it. You have to do something that you like doing better around there. What do you like doing around? There? Can you vacuum?
0: I can vacuum. All right. I like...
1: I like um, Just whatever it is, you, you find like putting, the thing that like you don't want to do. like organizing
0: things and putting them in piles in the proper way. You have a lot of piles. piles. No, see, no, I, 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 you know what? I can't talk about this. I can't talk about this. This is, this is the third rail. You can't talk about things in your home like mm-hmm. this. Now, I've done the same thing your dishwashing racket. I do that with my daughter. I, I wash her poorly. And so I make sure that when her bath is done, <laughs> yeah, she smells good. Like I, we've washed, we've done the thing, right? And we sit there we listen to my nemesis fourteen times. We take a bath, but she, she still, she still has dirt and probably chocolate on her face. <laughs> she looks like she, she just, like she just, just got off stage at a minstrel show and didn't have a lot of time. <laughs> and we've to have time for time for jammy jams. And she goes, "Wait a minute, are you kidding me? What? She looks like an archaeological project. Go, go back, start it over. I tried, honey. I just don't know how to load the dishwasher." Yeah, it's hard it's hard I don't understand I understand the way is this the show no we haven't started yet. Okay. you know what I'll, I'm gonna go vet this the acupuncturist now see there's a fella down the street I think it's a fella and he's got a real super creepy looking little store first of all everything around here is very dirty this store is very dirty oh, that and whole city it's got, is it's a, well it's a dirty place really we got a lot of sand you know ugh. and uh, yeah and in the window they got one of those hanging skeleton dealies with the nerves on it It's oh go like, there go there Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All no, right. this is what you want. Are there other things I should be looking for? Should I be looking Strange, for
1: Strange. Like- something, and this is, this is something that you might like, is that uh, it, it should smell like pot in there. I
0: Now, I know, now, lot, now I know lot you, lot you don't know what pot plates. smells like. Now, the so. herbal people will not talk to me, because I've gone in there looking for uh, herbs, and they won't give them to me. I go in and ask for them uh, from mawong. They send me out of my ass. No, there is something
1: uh, an will use called <laughs> called moxa, and it <laughs> smells exactly like pot. Hmm. But nice it isn't it isn't pot. Trust me. And like, uh, that's why
0: the local place is called I can't believe it's not pot. Right.
1: But it smells apparently if you have it they might even use the moxa on you. Hmm. Ask them say I want moxa.
0: The That's right. Uh, I'll try it. Now, now, the thing about this guy, his place, I'll, Go you, today. I'll, take, I'll take a photo of this, I'll redact it, but it, it, he's done, it's like a carnival barker. The entire front of the place is covered with what this place will do for you. It's like, you know, quit smoking, you know, feel better, pain relief, stop craving lemonade, right. bigger eyes, your hair will be delicious, like, and whatever, the whole thing is just covered with bullets, Fs and Bs, as we call it. But you know what, I'll try it out. I'm gonna vet it. I'm gonna check the, uh, I'm gonna check some reviews around here. Yeah, I'll do that. You know, it's not that bad. I do feel better. We should talk all the time. This is helping me a lot. Um, topics. It seems like Marco reads mail a lot. That could be a topic. Um, no, it's a great topic. Let's do that. Okay. That's what uh, people tune in I for. His yeah. parenting stuff was, mm, I thought his parenting stuff was very interesting. It's an arriving thing. I want to come back to talking about arriving. I thought this was really good. The arrival. Yeah, I'll send you thing with the robot. I wish, people would, I wish people would implement Gruber's thing about automatically redirecting mobile stuff to the right place. So so you don't watch that you don't watch that Madman show, do you? No. Okay. I think I'll break here. Um, there's a character on that show named uh, uh Pete Campbell. And he's uh Like the soup? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. Pete Campbell. And he's uh he's a real interesting character because he's he's very ambitious, he's very young, he's moving up, you know, inside the organization. But in a way that I think would be very appealing to you as a character, Dan, he's he's never happy. Like he never the more he moves up, as it says in this interview that I'll mention in a second, he 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 never even though he always he's moving up, he's getting stuff, he's got a wife, he's got a kid, he's got a house in uh what's it called? Uh Cock, Cockton, Cox Ridge, cogcock toa cos Co cos Cobb he's got a house in cos over there by uh over there by uh, Charles Xavier and Marco and uh and but he, no matter what happens he's not he doesn't feel better he feels worse the more he gets and so anyway the the fellow who uh this went up on slate uh April sixteenth like right after there'd been this really good Episode with with Pete stuff in it. You don't need to really know about Pete to appreciate this, except to know that he's a very he's a very a troubled guy, and we, we all kind of are interested in Pete because he clearly you know has kind of a complex interior world. And there's this question I really like tonight. Slate said um, episode. Uh, I'm sorry, i I have pain in my back. Slate says uh, the episode tonight began with something, something, something. As an actor, what's what's this fantastic part? Of Do you share the anxiety? of something happening to Pete. And the guy responds, whenever you have something good, you're scared of losing it. You do have anxiety, but if I'm going to die on the show or if I'm going to get kicked off the show, this is the one I want to do it on. I'm happy to do whatever I need. He just seems very, like he's, he's got his head about him. Right. About him. And uh, he says lots of smart things. There's this one particular quote I wanted to find. Um, yeah. Uh, Slate's saying he's a man of ambition. He seems to get more unhappy the more he achieves. He's got many of his goals. Why is he so unhappy? And the actor says, with success comes a level of sadness. You think, I'll reach this goal, and then I'll feel a sense of completeness, of wholeness, I, that I'll feel that I have accomplished something. I will see myself as a worthy man, unquote. And he says, and it doesn't really exist. I, I thought that was such a, uh, such a smart thing to say. Interesting. And it's certainly orthogonal or related or, or something cardinal or, you know, the thermometer to, to the whole, that's fine for Merlin thing, but... I, I, uh, we, we touch upon this topic a lot, but I don't think we've taken it straight on a lot, not the angle of, oh, boo hoo, first world problems, but the sense of that, that feeling of unease or that, uh, wheel out of kilter, that stays with you. And I, you know, I think I said once before, it's like, you know, when you're the CEO, it isn't that you have more power and flexibility to do what you want. You really have more power power and kind of less flexibility to do stuff that somebody's always going to hate. It's like the president's job to wake up every day and try to disappoint as few people as possible Mm -hmm. and largely fail, you know, which is why it's a horrible job. But we all sit around, all of us who are like, you know, very low on life's totem pole and go, gosh, I really wish I had this more power. Or like you said, I wish I had more direct reports. But isn't it a funny thing that there are people who get more and more of what they wanted and they don't get any happier it's certainly a, a character in literature, right? You look at somebody like Ebenezer Scrooge or like, you know, um, Charles Foster Kane or whoever there's... It's such a, a, you know, or, you know, Gatsby, right? You get all this stuff and it's like, it hasn't made you more happy. In some, some ways, it's made you more profoundly unhappy because now you don't even have the excuse of not having gotten what you wanted. That's deep. It's not too much of a rehash? No. Is it a deep rehash? That's deep. Should I bring this up on my acupuncturist? No, they don't care. Crossing that off. Uh, I, I think there's something to that. Anyway, it's, it's a terrific uh, article. I will make sure that it gets... It was in a previous show notes, but I'll put it into this next one. And uh, the guy sounds like a real real smart, real smart fella. And uh, for anybody who watches Mad Men, it's a nice insight into the guy who plays Pete. But um, I don't know. I think there's something to that. You know, I remember when I was a kid and I would think, you know, oh my gosh, I can't wait to be 10, right? Double digits. That's going to be so great. You know, I can't wait to be, you know, 13 and, and go to junior high because then I'll really have arrived. You know what I mean? You know, 15 learner's permits, 16, I can drive, you know, uh, 17. Right, R-rated. and then at
1: some point you, 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 you don't know what to wait for anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Pat Oswald has a funny bit about that about <laughs> which birthdays you're allowed to celebrate after the age of ten. Wow. But it's but it's really I, it really. I mean, I, I don't I don't think you have to be a stupid kid to carry that baggage around with you of thinking all I need is this one more thing, or that the reason I'm unhappy is because I haven't yet gotten this thing. And yes, the thing we've said a lot in the past is well that it may not always be the case that you. Don't have what you need to do what you want right now, but more saliently, like, wow, what if it turned out that like this thing that you thought you did need ten times more of was actually the thing that would make you a hundred times less happy, mm. right? The Midas touch, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you got thoughts on that? It's certainly it's it's in like three or four of your different wheelhouses, including the fat man. Do you think? Is it? Is it really? Have I, have I framed the topic? I'd like. You to don't he- think so? You don't yeah. think so? Keep think going. Are you reading comics right now? No, not very much. I got the uh, Dark Phoenix arc. I just bought that. You haven't read that? No, no. I'm really? just coming back. No, no. Oh, I'm just coming come back on. to it. Pretty good. It's really good. It's good stuff. That's it's a great uh, arc. Uh, that's a, that's a one of my arc. favorite arcs. I posted that as a spoilery screen grab from the, of the, the panel. Okay. Scott! Gene, it's got to be one of the, status. I saw
1: that. And I thought that, w wa- I I thought that was from the dark Phoenix. I was going to say, was
0: that, is that what that was from? Totally. Totally. Now, you know, let's come back to this. I want to come back to, wo- I understand why Wolverine's in the Avengers. Can we come back to that? Mm, if you really want to. Okay. Let's do it after dark. Because my, my, my daughter knows it and finds it very confusing. And well, it ideas. is confusing. Um, just, uh, to, um, misapprehend Buddhism as is my want, uh, <laughs> the basic, the way it was explained to me in that, you know, again, in that Steve Hagen book, um, Buddhism Plain and Simple, it's just, you know, this idea of the wheel out of kilter. It's something where, you know, we, we, we like to think, or as you've reiterated before, we like to think that we can get rid of all the stuff that's making us unhappy or the things that are making us anxious. And it's that sense of like, there's this this, part of the, the human condition, uh, for most of us, especially in Western first world culture is thinking that there are these things that we need to eliminate in order to make us, Normal or happy, and then there are these other things that we need to obtain mm-hmm. in order to make us. And and I think there's those are both important, right? I need fewer problems, and I need more money. Um, I need less work and more time. I need um, I need more recognition uh, and less monkey work. All, those are all perfectly good. I need to like mow my lawn less and like learn to cook more. It, it's not stupid stuff. Like I think we all have this idea of this needle that needs to either move this way or that way before we can be, have things more the way we want it to be. In my case, like I have a raccoon stabbing my back with horseradish and I I would be very happy if that went away. But, you know, now we're back to the, uh, what number is it? 85 problems? You know, we're still back to this idea though that you're always going to have more of these things. And and the part that I think is interesting in this discussion is, um, I don't know, I mean, uh, it would be stupid to say, well, you don't want to move up because you don't want more problems, but, I don't know. I'm not sure, Dan. I just, I, I think there's something here. Um, what do you think? Do you have to, is there a way to move up without more problems? Depends on what you mean by moving up, right? That's, you know. Um, well, like I said, on the, on this
1: show, I think uh, a while back, you know, my father-in-law has been a, a pressman working at a, uh, you know, a press, a print, uh, some big fancy newspaper everybody's heard of. And for years, he's been happy to be a pressman. And he said, oh, you know, they've they've wanted to move me into management, you know, every year I've talked to them about that. Right. And I said, well, why not do that? He said, well, I, I, you know, the pay is basically the same and I, I don't have all the stress. He's like, why do I want to do that? I'm going to make, you know, five grand more a year, maybe. And now I've got stress and I got to work late and I got to boss people around and tell them what he's like, no, I can come in, I can do what I like to do and, you know. At the end of the day, I'll leave. I'll go home. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to stay late. I don't
0: have to come in on weekends. He's like, it's, you know, it's good. It's done. It's kind of a... It's definitely a classic dilemma in... seems to me, anyway, a classic dilemma in technology, especially with you know software developers and sysadmins and stuff like that. There's, uh, it's, diff, uh, it's difficult sometimes to move up. And let's, what does that mean? Well, usually it means make more money. Yeah. It's hard to make more money as a practitioner unless you're also willing to become a manager. And often it's not, being a manager really means being a manager slash practitioner. It's not like you stop doing stuff as a result of that. But there's a part of me that wonders if that's a fairly recent development. If you think about, you know, artisans, like people who would make stuff, craftspeople, people, who, you know, if if you got really good, what's a stupid obvious example? Like if you got really good at as a blacksmith or as a carpenter or as a cooper or whatever, if your barrels just got consistently better, and you were mostly working on your own, there was never a point where you said, I wonder if I should go into barrel management. You just say, well, I should probably make better barrels and maybe get some help with this. But it was completely, it seems to me, I don't know, I'm not a historian, but it seems to me that it would be completely acceptable and normal and not weird to just want to get better and better at what you do. And, And perhaps it could be said that today, if you are working on your own, you do have... Uh, a little more of that uh, opportunity. But you still have to do all that management junk. You still got to do client relations. You still got to get in your fresh books and do all the billing and stuff like that. But I'm, you know, again, I'm not going to fall into this whole like simpler times kind of thing. But <laughs> the the rise of uh, I don't know, what? Not corporations. The, larger, the rise of big business, the rise of the internet, the rise of internationalization. There's so many things that cause the need for all of this management and the need And for that to become the way that you have to move up, you only in some cases really get recognized by powerful people when you become a more powerful person. It doesn't benefit you to be getting 10% better at your job every year in some places. So, I mean, that's this is kind of a different uh episode probably, but I mean, obviously one of the things is and we we, yeah, we talked about this, but you know, my gosh, what 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 happens when you become so ambitious that you kind of wake up one day and you're not only not doing what you wanted to be doing when you started that job, you know, you're not only doing something that you don't particularly like, but you may find, as has been often the case for me and other people, that you're doing work you don't love with people you don't particularly enjoy being with, making stuff that you're not really all that excited about and where your only hope of making more money is to do a lot more of it harder. Mm. Right? Yeah. And, you know, that might be that might be separate from the Pete Campbell issue. But uh, I've always been intrigued by that idea of arriving. You know what I mean? There's always that sense when you're a little kid... You know, they tell you in, in uh, kindergarten, now next year, first grade, they're going to treat you like an adult. And so on in <laughs> second grade, fifth grade. Well, when you go to middle school, believe me, there's not going to be people there telling you what to do. Right. They won't help you. In my dreams. <laughs> on your own. But that's, you know, that, that doesn't happen. You don't, you, you don't arrive. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what the practical component you is. You don't arrive. There is no arrival.
1: There is no arrival.
0: Because what happens is when you arrive, you arrive at a point where you've got more to lose and more powerful people to disappoint. Mm. And that's, that's a, that can be a really harrowing thing. And in, the case of poor, in the case of poor Pete Campbell, I mean, I think he's basically kind of an unhappy dude who's very inward turning and tends to look at everything based on how it's improving his status or making people respect him more. You know, there's nothing worse than somebody who tries to make you respect them. I mean, there's, there's nothing more of like a, not nothing more, but there are very few more comic characters. Like you, you look at Keith Johnstone and the whole improv book and this idea of improv as status. Like, you know, one, one hilarious improv uh, inversion is, is status, where like, you know, Jeeves and Wooster. it's the butler who's, who's actually the important one, right? And this happens all the time. And the more you become this kind of shrill character who wants everybody to respect them, the harder it becomes to respect you. Right you may, be, you may consider yourself a great manager, but you're probably not a good leader. A good leader is somebody who makes you uh, want to do better stuff by helping understand how to motivate you, um, and how to give you the tools, the opportunities, uh, the resources to, to do good stuff, and you know and the latitude. You know, anybody can manage. Managing's not hard. <laughs> you just sit around and uh, take credit for stuff and blame other people. But, you know, to be a leader is a really different kind of thing. I don't think Pete Campbell's ever going to be a leader because he's much more interested in in whether people are respecting him properly. You know, whether the, the right person is saluting him. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that's that really is like pushing a rope up a hill. Like, it's, you're, there, there's never going to be a day when you arrive at, you know, having been this little homunculus of a man who's always demanding more respect. You know, it's like, it's like uh, Olive Oil's father in Popeye. I don't know if you ever saw that terrible Robert Altman movie, but the entire movie, I think his only line in the whole movie is, you owe me an apology. <laughs> Every time he turns no matter what happens, he says, you owe me an apology. <laughs> and that's, I think that's kind of how Pete feels, you know. It's, um, it's not an outward turning approach to life. And I, I think the more you dig in on uh, how much more other people need to respect you, uh, the, the harder it gets. And, and it doesn't make your practice any better, right? I mean, not really. If you're mostly covering your butt and trying to make people think that you're important, that's not time you're spending improving what it is that you you know like to do, right? <laughs> I mean, this is a downer, to... man. This is a big downer. Yeah, we could bring it up. I could bring it back up. Let's hear talk it about Joan. Can. We could talk about Joan. Yeah, let's talk about Joan. Jones is Jones the most interesting character on the whole show. Absolutely. Well, Don Draper is pretty interesting too. But it's, it's a good program. It's a good program. Uh, can I tell you about something I like? Yes. It's okay? Can I, can I just take a minute Go here? ahead, caller. Uh, have you heard of this, uh, this MailChimp thing? you heard of this? I am familiar with MailChimp. A little, a little bit. What do you know about MailChimp?
1: I know that uh, if you want to send a newsletter, this is the only place you should look. Mm-hmm. That's what they do.
0: Yeah, they, it's, they, they, it's it's really it's really uh, it, it is awesome, and it is really fun to use. This is now my second week of using uh, Mailchimp as, as a as a thing, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. You know it's what it's lot.
1: like? It's like your own personal publishing platform. Is what it is. That,
0: that's that's the way my, my wife and I always discuss it at home. Mm-hmm. When I'm when I'm poorly loading the non dishwasher, we don't have. But uh, no, Mailchimp is true. If you're doing, if you tell them a little bit of the F's and B's, you get the uh, you can get a free account. Right, you can.
1: guess you can get a free account.
0: I'm sorry. I'm put I'm. I'm not showing the proper enthusiasm for this. Hey, you guys. This is totally bananas. If you need to do mailing list stuff, you should. Hey, Dan. Uh, isn't there like a thing where they? Mm, hi, I'm Merlin. <laughs> no Facebook if you need integration, to do custom
1: forms. You got the API. You got the templates that are professionally made that you can completely customize on your own. You got the testing in the different browsers. You can track the results. You can.
0: Well, you, get, you got the you get, iOS get stats, app. It stats out the wazoo, and you get the, uh, that's right, I got that right off the site. But the integrations are pretty amazing. I mean, if you're doing anything, this uh, JSON API ish stuff, you can hook this up to all kinds of different stuff. Um, you know, if you're using a CRM, uh, if you've got like a statistics package, if you're doing marketing campaigns, it's just crazy if you go to their little uh, integrations page, all the different ways you can use are it. Are you the using the email beamer? Now, Beamer is where you can uh, you get, a, you get a black German car and then act like kind of a jerk. Is that a Beamer? It's like I'm sorry. That. Okay. Is that an S-class? Mm-hmm. What do you call that, an S-class? M-class. Email Beamer is where you get a secret robot address where you can send an email <laughs> to the MailChimp robot, and then it sends that as an email to your mailing list. Is that right. correct? Yeah. I haven't tried that. But it sounds pretty cool. So here's the reason I know about this, um, is that uh, our good friends at uh, MailChimp, especially through our good friend Mark, we are doing a uh, back-to-work newsletter. That I am, uh, we're now, <laughs> you look at the pictures. <laughs> we have a back to work newsletter called Muckbag Bag that you can uh, sign up for. The first issue of it, uh, went out, uh, last week. And the second issue of it will go out to be inserted. No, it'll go out. <laughs> after date the to, show.
1: Sometime after the show
0: date to be named. No, it'll go out tomorrow. I just, I still got more writing to do, but, uh, i uh, so anyway this this book bag it's a lot of fun last week last week i think uh, we got off to a great start um we had uh well my favorite section of course was corrections with carl van hoot mm-hmm. and yes we did get notes from people about what we got wrong about the corrections which is not <laughs> as funny as it sounds um we had our dr philism of the week uh we're gonna have one of those each week um you know, you know, there is one thing that I really should say. I, I have to get this off my chest. I feel really, really bad. So, you know, we got that really cool header by Brandon Leedy. Oh, yeah. Right? You know what else we got? We got an official Bluetooth icon. Yes, we that? did. Yes. I uh, I I credited the creator of that incorrectly, and I feel like a real <sighs> jerk. So, uh, we'll fix it this week. But just so, just so you know, we'll put in show notes, you can go and learn everything you want to know about John Funk, who is also known as underscore funk or underscore funk design. I'm just going to call him John Funk. I just don't call him late for chow. Am I right? That's uh, right. But uh, I, I, I'm really, I, I apologize uh, very much because I was really tired and a little goofy and I probably had raccoon pain in my horseradish. So I got that wrong and I'm very, very sorry, John. But I, I will fix that. The Bluetooth, uh, did you see that Bluetooth icon? Of course I saw it. Outstanding, outstanding. Anyway. So I want to um, talk to him because I want to I see if he can do some other things. He's pretty good. You should, talk, you, should talk to, you should talk to John Funk. He does, he does lots of good things. I went and looked at his internet website. But anyway, um, we hope that you will uh, sign up and join us for this. This is MailChimp, so here's the thing. I know he's the email guy, and he wants me to get email. What? My head's going to explode. Here's the thing. You can go and sign up for this. You can unsign up for this thing. I see a stat that shows how many people unsubscribe, including your name. No, I don't care. Like, not that I don't care, but I don't mind. Like this is, this is I'm here at your pleasure right? If you sign up for this and you like it, that's swell. If you don't like it, that's swell. If you read it, that's swell. If you don't, that's swell. It's all swell. And that's why I really like this service. You know, you're not going to just pound people over the head with stuff. They have all kinds of stuff in place to keep you from being a really creepy spammer. Um, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's just a, it's a really neat service, and it's I found it startlingly easy to work with. Um, and, and the stats actually really are cool. It's amazing to see like, what people click on and stuff. It's very, very interesting. And the kind in of other words, you-
1: Merlin is watching everything you do especially you. You know who I mean.
0: <laughs> but uh, anyway, bunk bag, you know, one thing I need to address and I might need to talk to you or uh, or, or Marky D about this, but uh, I need to figure out how to exactly to do the archive thing a la Dave Pell. I think I'm doing it, but I'm not sure I'm doing it right. But to anybody who's asking, yes, you will be able to get previous issues of this. I think you can get this as an RSS feed, although I, I I'm not can. sure if I'm doing it right. I might need some help. But... um. But please sign up. You can go to the show notes for the show. Dan, where are the show notes for the show, please? The show
1: notes for the show can be found at 5by5.tv five five slash B is in boy, 2 is
0: in the number, W is in work, slash 66. Ah, horns of rock, 66. And if you need any reason to figure out why you might like MailChimp uh, and you like this show, well, if you don't like this show, you're super weird for being here. But if you, if you do like the show, I think you'll really like Bulk Bag. Um, and you'll see that this can be a really cool thing. Like the, the Dave Pell guy, there's lots of people doing these really good, uh, interesting newsletters. It's a fun format that I think people are, are doing cool stuff with. Uh, so, what's to look forward to <laughs> for this week? Uh, people have been asking Bluetooth. Bluetooth will be, will be ac- answering the questions that you have asked to him. You'll have our first Ask Bluetooth uh, responses uh, <laughs> for tomorrow's. And something I did this morning, Dan, that I sent to you. Should we mention what this is to everybody? We have to. Should we spring it as a surprise or should we tell them just because it's worth looking at? Uh... Okay, here's the thing. No, don't tell them. Okay. They have to subscribe to see it. There's got to be a payoff. I'm not going to tell you what this is, but when you subscribe, you will see a chimp looking up a lady's skirt, a cat staring (laughs) at a parrot, a picture of a slightly heavyset man, no offense, sitting with Stan Lee, two hedgehogs looking at a frog, Darth Vader with uh, Snoop Dogg, a man and a lady who might be married sharing a banana, yes, at the same time, and Alec Baldwin's brass balls while uh, um, <laughs> the manager looks on. Right. So uh, anyway, you can go and sign up for that. Um, uh, get a get bulk bag. I, I, I hope I hope you like it. It's an awful lot of fun to do. And our credits uh, image is always a picture of Adam Lusagor. So uh, anyway, our, uh, Mailchimp.com. You can go and sign up. You can get this free account. Dealie is that the technical term? Yes. Hmm. But uh, it's uh, it, it's a, it's a good gig and they're nice people and it's a very very fun site to use. So please sign up for uh, bulk bag. Am I missing anything? I don't think I'm missing anything. So
1: no, you got it all. Got yeah. it covered. MailChimp.com. Mailchimp. Did we say we'll mention their free free thing? The free dealy, Free forever account. You can send twelve thousand emails to up to two thousand subscribers every month for
0: free forever. That's a pretty good deal. Forever's a long time. Uh, so our thanks uh, to our friends at MailChimp for supporting five by five and back to work. Brother, those two brothers hugging each other. Super creepy. Now you know how I feel. Now you know how I feel. Anyway, you guys got to go sign up and go look at this. So uh, anyway, Pete Campbell, Pete Campbell, hmm. Pete Campbell. Yeah, you know we've we've uh, we've. I feel like we've covered. Some Hello, Peter. Up. Hello, Peter. Mr. Campbell. It's uh. You know what's weird though is the other side of that, and, and you know this is a probably a false dichotomy, but. You know, it's it's easy to make a straw man out of a person who's gotten successful and isn't happy, but it's probably just as easy to make a uh, an ur er straw man out of out of somebody who has done. I don't want to say you like go off the grid, but you know you don't have to just go out and like make furniture and and be simple. I think I think there's something I don't know that artisan. I'm gonna say artisanal, but that artisan <laughs> approach of just trying to improve your craft is is such an interesting idea to me, and and I wonder if in some ways it is this. There's something in our culture today that where this, this uh, ladder metaphor or this rising or moving up, as we keep saying, metaphor. Well, you know, what if moving up just means you want to make more money? Is there where you can make more money without moving up? Is <laughs> the real reason you want to move up, it isn't that you need, like in Pete's case, it isn't that you need a bigger office. It's that it might not even be that you want a bigger office. It's that you feel you deserve a bigger office. And like, there's never going to be a big enough office in the world to make you feel like you're getting what you deserve. you know. If you can't do your work in this broom closet, then, then what makes you think having that big office will make you do it better? I know, you got your reasons. But um, I don't know. I think there is a slightly Buddhist component to that, which is just idea, this idea of accepting that you never really will arrive. I don't know how you get to be like 40, or in your case, like uh, you know, younger than 40. But I don't know how you get there without realizing this on some level. It's just so easy to make yourself really, really unhappy at length, by expecting the world to see you as something bigger and more different than you really are, and to think that you can change that by, by fiat and by demanding that people you know look at you a certain way direct reports as
1: a measurement of your status within a company
0: now you've mentioned that one before tell me give me uh, where where have you without you know without naming names where have you seen something like that before big big organization every large organization I've ever worked for so that's that's the metric is when you can say i've got I go in from having four direct reports. Or going
1: from it. having none to one is a, big, is a big deal. And then after that, it's just like, well, you know, I got, got 15 people on my team. How many people on your team? Well, I, eight? Gosh, yeah, you must be able to leave at five. You only have eight. No wonder you leave so
0: early. Only eight people reporting to you. Weird.
1: This is weird.
0: It's so weird. And I wonder, it's, hmm, this betrays my ignorance of so many things. But, like, I wonder in a practical way, like, why you would want that. There's a it's a stat- it's
1: a status thing. It's like well, commanding a commanding a platoon. You know, you right. wanna You wanna
0: go from being a squad leader to a platoon leader, for example. Yeah. Right? You go from five people to twenty or twenty five or whatever. I get that. I'm trying to like break that out in a more um not altruistic, but but trying to be less negative. Like are you building out a team to do this certain kind of thing? Um because it's weird because it seems like by wanting, like really wanting more people to quote unquote manage, in my head, that feels like a virtual guarantee that you're going to do less and less actual stuff yourself. It's, it's, and that, that's probably really cynical. and shows you how dumb I am. But that's, I can't imagine going into a company and like wanting to manage more people because I'm not a management type, you know? It's the same thing. You got to think of
1: it from the patent standpoint. George's hm. Patent. Oh Patton, I think they said Patton. Patton. He wanted to be in charge of the third army. This mm-hmm. is this is the army that was all the way on the West. Right? This is this is the army, you know, that he that he wanted to to run. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, is that, that you know you you want to you wanna have like more people because it becomes almost like I think for a lot of people, it becomes a power trip like you're become a ruler you have your own little kingdom you have your own little you know like it's us and then we're the we're the ones that are going to run this thing and i've seen it time and time again with with managers and and directors and whatever that you know this is like their war this is their assignment you know that they've been they're running they're running these this platoon they're in charge of it and they're you know, it becomes very much an us versus them kind of a thing within the company. It's very weird. I've seen this so many times. You know, if you're if you're on the IT group, well, we're the IT group. We're the ones that, like, control the infrastructure. And those developers, what, what jerks those developers are. All those guys do. They want us to install crap that takes our servers down. And, and then the developers are like, these stupid you know, controlling IT guys. all They never let us install the version of stuff we need. We How are we supposed to, you know, get this out there? The stupid marketing people always putting pressure on us. And The marketing people are like, right. you know, uh, w- we get to have the most fun. We're the only creative people in the company. Those stupid sales guys, that you know, they always take credit for our work. And the sales guys are like,
0: we're the only ones that are valuable here. We're the ones that make the deals, you know? And it's always well, this, Or they're like, you know what, guys, make us something we can sell. Again, everybody's got their own. <laughs> own, own own thing on that, but like, is it ever? I mean, are we being cynical? Is it ever a case where you say, "Well, we have something valuable that we know would be good for everybody, but we just need more resources"? Is that a separate kind of thing to want? That's a good question. I I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't know why this is. this And you know, as ever, I I don't know anything about anything. But like, to bring it around to the kid thing, like, um, when we let our daughter watch TV, if we watch a little bit of TV, everybody has fun. If she watches more TV, it can still be pretty fun. If she watches a lot, a lot more TV, and this part is important, if it doesn't have a clear ending to it that we have stated and then you know, followed up on, it gets real ugly because I was exactly the same way as a kid, right? When you don't have boundaries and you keep getting a tiny bit more of this thing that you had, you know what's weird? The more TV I would get as a kid, the more TV I wanted and the less happy it made me. And I think there's a similar thing with something like sugar. Like you give a kid a, a, you know, Hershey's chocolate kiss or whatever, maybe something nice or whatever. And and you go, wow, that was really good. And then they have four. (laughs) And you have four Hershey's chocolate kisses and now you want like the entire freaking bag and now you're mad. (laughs) I think that's it. I think that's it. Just sitting there horking down these kisses, it's not making you happy. You know, did a cigarette. You don't even know why go. you're eating them after that. Same for potato chips. But you can't stop. And now, now you're sitting there and you're crying, and 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 you're sitting there watching too much TV and eating that, and you're not happy. I realize that's probably very, very different from wanting more direct reports in a company. I don't think it's any different at all. Like when you like, <laughs> I think it's exactly the same. But you know, it's, but, but like, well, okay, so I I don't want to be that cynical as to say that is the case, but I will say this: that if 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 that if that desire for more, um. Explicit power and seemingly explicit prestige, if that isn't based in something that that's practical and has a like a performative component to it it, it might be worth asking you know whether you'll have enough Hersheys kisses and employees right you you, you might you might you might uh, need to put that bowl away here's the thing dan if <laughs> if you dig your hand into a big load of chocolate don't be surprised you got a brown finger. <laughs> We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> God, I haven't been doing as many talks lately, so I'm not around people who really work anymore. So I become ruminative. Yeah. Very. I also yeah. have this pain in my back. I have a very, a very strong stabbing raccoon horseradish
1: pain. Is it in my so back. bad you want to hit it with a hammer or more like you want to jab a spike? Yeah, into I, I took
0: four ibuprofen and ate a steak before the show, and I feel so much better now. That's a hmm. therapeutic dose of steak. I used to work with a nurse. He'd always tell me the therapeutic dose of things. I wish he never had. A lot of people take one ibuprofen and they go, I'm worried about my liver. I take four ibuprofen. You know what I say? It's a therapeutic dose. Yes. I can feel my liver. Yes. <laughs> it is like a rugby ball. Okay. C. Is there any more chocolate left? Hi. You got, anything, you got any solutions for this, Dan? How are we going to help people? What are we going to do? How do we help them? Uh, there's
1: no solution to this. I think the the interesting thing to think about for people when they're facing this situation or when they see it around them is, you know, back to what I always say is how much of this do you find that you really need? What's your goal? What's your real goal? Is your goal to just be happy? Or do you want more money? If you want more money, maybe you have to do it. Maybe that for you right now, this is your only choice. You just got to deal with it. You've got to get the direct reports. But if, if attaining those things in and of themselves if you're trying to put value in that in saying, "I will be happy if I have five people reporting to me or if I run the department the same thing as you're going as this uh this Peter guy yeah is when you are when you do arrive, you will be unhappy because you have the expectation that it will make you happy, and if you get there and you find that you have this thing it's a lot of the time it's like buying something. Most of the time, when you want, when you feel, and here we go with the Buddhism, when you go with a craving for something, you you find that when you get it, you may be very happy. And then you're happy for a little while, and then when that happiness goes away, you become even more unhappy, because that thing that you thought was going to make you happy didn't really make you happy. And now you, well, if I just had this, it's but we're back to the movie The Jerk again. Well, if I just had this then I'll be chair. happy. Yeah, I'll just take my chair. And, it, and <laughs> you wind up with all of these, c- trying to carry around all of these things that you think that you need, that none of which actually are going to make you happy. And mm-hmm. if if you're doing it for the sake of you think that it will be some achievement or that when you have that thing, whether it's status or somebody has a different opinion of you or it's a certain amount of money. I mean, honestly, the people that I know with the most money are, are not... And I know this is like a contrived thing. They're not happy. They may be very secure. Uh, they may they may not have the same kind of worry that people without the money have. But I think well, they got a different. They got a different worry. Yeah, and thinking that having money will make you happy, it it sure can help. But it it as a goal in and of itself isn't isn't very is not a very healthy goal to have.
0: Well, there's always going to be more. One problem there, if that's your metric, is there always can and will be more to make. I wonder if, I wonder if one way to turn it just a little bit is please, to think about it. Please turn it. God. Well, here, but here's the thing. Like, we've, the way we've been talking about it so far is as though we were Pete Campbell and wondering why we're Pete Campbell. I wonder if another way to look at it is to look at it in terms of all those direct reports you've got that have made you so powerful and you know, so full of prestige and well-regarded. Like, f- f- from, from their angle, what do you look like? you being this this theoretical person who wants more stuff. And if you think about it, you think about the people that you've worked with that you've really respected and admired. And how about this, that you've wished, where you've wished they would move up. Like think of the people you've worked with where you say, man, I wish, I wish there were five more people like this person at the company. Or man, think how different our company would be if this person ran it. Which, you know, is, it's a little bit reductive, but still, right? That's the kind of person you'd like to be if you think of it from that angle, would you rather be the person that go, wow, that guy is like a professional douche tart and I can't believe he's allowed to c- continue walking around like some kind of impotent peacock? Mm. Or do you want to be some somebody where people go, wow, it seems like every time... I am about to have a problem. They help me with it before I realize it will be a problem. Or it's really cool. I suddenly realized how much interference that person ran for our group. Oh, or, right, right. or man, if that person ever left, I don't even want to know about the SHIT storm that would be coming at me. I just spuddle it. Like my daughter's here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But wow. if Do you think the Pete Campbells of the world ever think about it in that way? You know, and again, to talk about a friend of mine that I've done some stuff with, he has this person that he works with who... I'm probably going to misuse this word, but um, who said this? Uh, Jason B. Jones, uh, an academic, taught me this word, problematize. The idea that one of your jobs as an academic is to, in a critical way, try to figure out, like, what could be wrong about something. But I like the idea of the word problematize as a way of taking something that is not a problem and figuring out a way to make it into a problem, mm. which I think is something that I let a lot of managers do. And in my friend's case, he goes to this person and says, well, here's this thing that I think we could improve with this thing, or here's this thing we want to differently, or here's these, it would be, if we could move our resources from this to that. And every time he says this to this person, that person immediately turns it into either an attack on the way that person manages... Or into some kind of a problem that has to be uh, solved as though they were the manager of a regional Walmart. (laughs) It isn't a matter of hearing the person out and saying, well, here's what I think of that. Here's what we can do about that. Do do you follow? Yeah. I I think that's a very common thing. Not, you know, not even just in the CYA culture of of, of a a corporate environment. But I think once you stop, you know, (sighs) I want to talk about this someday. Not today. We don't have time today. But the difference between leadership and management, it's such a douchey thing. There's probably a million books about it. But, you know, I don't care what managers think of that. I care about what people who want to be leaders would think of that. Because if you've got to move up in an organization in order to make more money or to do more of what you want, you know, to have the intrinsic things that are valuable, plus the little bit of the extrinsic dough, like what would you do in the way that you handle stuff to be a better leader and a less self-involved manager? Hmm. managing has this managing has this like me 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 kind of diddly get my fingers into everything feeling to it yeah whereas a leader is somebody you know if you're whether you know whatever in scouts or the military or you know anywhere or the, ch- the churches that i would go to playing D d there's something called charisma uh, right there are people if you've got 18 charisma people will you can lead them and to be a good leader in D anD. d you have to have high charisma mm-hmm. and i think that's true everywhere and charisma is more than just being good looking don't, don't don't let don't let the people fool you D&D people, some of them will tell you you have to be good looking. You don't mm-hmm. have to be good looking. You have to be charismatic. You have to instill in people um, the sense that you're somebody who's worth following. And you don't do that by saying you should follow me. You do it by consistently doing something interesting and correct that makes everybody in the group better, safer, more successful. And that just seems like such a... If you're a leader, it seems to me you are focusing very heavily on the people who are following you. Mm-hmm. If you're managing... If you're managing, you're focusing very heavily on impressing the people that you work for. I don't know if that's precisely a fair way to put it. I imagine you have to do both if you're going to be a manager. But, you know, to to be a really good leader, you know, it's like some people say the definition of love. You know, love is the idea of caring about the welfare of another person more than your own, which is really different from like, why won't you go to the skating rink with me? (laughs) You know, and and I think leadership has something of that same component to it, which is that my main interest here is going to make sure, be to make sure that you guys, you people here, are being taken care of, um, and that that we are working in mm. alignment uh, with the rest of our group or company. Mm. I think those are very different things, and I think I don't think you ever get access to that kind of thinking as long as you're sitting around like Dave, wondering like when you're going to get your seventh lamp. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, here's the thing, Dan. No matter how many lamps you put into a... <laughs> Office, you're never gonna see you uh, get enough of that light to see what a dingus you are. That's gonna take overhead lighting and a lot of soul searching. <laughs> we we'll back in a minute. Pete Campbell, you want to button this up? Yeah, we probably should. Probably should. I'm gonna write down this acupuncturist
1: thing. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I'll come back to Wolverine. I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man. <laughs>